The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hey, everyone. I'm Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. I'm so glad to have have you with us today. We've got a really fascinating conversation. Um, Today, we're going to talk about what it's like to be an intuitive channel with Stephanie Banks. And Stephanie's a highly sought-after intuitive channel, mentor, and guide who helps people connect on the soul level. She's the author of a best-selling book, Joining Joni, Staying Connected to Your Loved Ones Through Dementia and Beyond. She's working on another book, which I can't wait to hear about. And she also has a TED Talk called I Am an Intuitive Channel, where she shares her unexpected experience with channeling and invites others to explore their own intuitive gifts. So welcome to the show today, Stephanie. Thank you, Lisa. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Yay. So let's sort of jump into this. I wanted to talk with you about um, what what is a channel? Like what what does that mean to be a channel and how is that different from maybe being a psychic or a medium or all the other words we use to describe those things? Yeah, I might actually rely on your expertise here too, because I know we all do have a little bit of a different way to define it, but I know how to define what I do. Um, Intuitive channeling is what I call what I do. And channeling to me is just connecting to divine energy Mm. and wisdom. And I don't believe that that is something that exists outside of us. I believe that's something that is within us. So the trick for me has been learning to get out of my own way and, um, and allow for those messages and those communications to come through. And the way that I channel is I channel souls that are here on the planet with us right now. Um, I also do mediumship work, so I can channel souls of ancestors and loved ones on the other side. And I also, I channel trees, I channel animals, pets, really anything at all, as well as spirit guides. So we can tap into if someone has a question about an area of their life that they're unsure about, we can tune into their guides around that. And I just basically ask the question or have my client ask whatever the question is. I invite in that energy, soul or being, 
and I allow them to borrow my vocal mechanism to bring through whatever loving guidance there is. So that's how I define channeling. And I actually believe we're all channels and there's so many different ways that we do connect with divine energy and show that creative side of our humanity. Mm, That's so beautiful. I love your description of it. Yeah. And I can just, I just can just kind of feel the purity of what you're doing. It's like, you know, and I love how you're defining it as channeling divine energy. I think that's beautiful. Thank you. I love it. It's the most fun I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And how did you come to this? How did you come to understanding this or experiencing this side of you? Um, Well, I actually had a best friend who did this um, professionally. This was not her only job. She was a physical therapist. And that's actually where we connected because I was a speech therapist and we were both in the rehab field. We had children in preschool together. And she's the first person that ever exposed me to this. And I needed that exposure because at the time I met her, my mother was going through dementia at a young age. Her symptoms began in her 50s. And it's a very specific type of dementia that does tend to affect younger people. It's called frontotemporal dementia. And I was desperate to stay connected to my mom. Our conversations were falling apart. We were frustrated. Um, I was really, despite all my clinical background in speech therapy, I did not know how to to promote and protect and enhance our our communication, our our relationship. So I begged my friend, will you please channel my mom for me? I don't know what her soul needs. I don't know what she's up to. What part of this journey is going to unfold for her that I can contribute to positively? And that's where I got clarity in how in what my role was with my mom and what our soul agreements were with each other. And I can say it completely changed the way I related to her and it improved our relationship. And I got to stay connected with her all the way through till her transition and now even beyond. Wow. That's such a beautiful story. And um, I think probably like so comforting to bring that into what would be like a really, really difficult situation if you weren't able to communicate with your mom in any other way. Yeah, I would Mm -hmm. never have even thought of it if I hadn't, if the universe had not provided me with this friend with this talent. Mm. That's so amazing. And I I think it's so interesting that you are, you know, involved in in speech work too, right? Because that's what channeling is. I bet you've done a lot to sort of open your own voice, to find your own voice, open your throat chakra, if you will, you know, to kind of allow that to come through. I think that's cool. Yeah, it is all linked. It's very much linked to speech therapy because the beauty of that work was I got to work with people in medical settings who had cognitive you know, problems or disorders or injuries. Brain injury was one of the areas I worked very heavily in and help them find new pathways to communicate. Mm -hmm. So that's what channeling is. It's another pathway to communicate. That's why I get so excited about it. And that's why I teach people how to do it because, wow, a world in which we don't lose that connection with each other, we can maintain it and stay, you know, with, with love and compassion. That's, that's the world I'm picturing. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I think it's a lot of times people who are channelers are talking to people who have passed over or angels, other like non-physical beings. And I think it's so interesting that you're channeling living beings. I don't know if I've known too many people that do that. That's really, really interesting. 
are you, do you feel like you're channeling like a certain part of them? Like, is it their soul essence or what is it that you're connecting with? Yeah, that's what I, I feel it's their soul essence. And a lot of times their personality comes through with that. Mm -hmm. And that's really joyful and fun too. When my clients say, oh my gosh, that's exactly how they sound. That's exactly how they talk. That's what they would have said. So I don't really tune into the three dimensional, like this was their favorite color or they love to go on the boat with you. But I do tune into like the, the personality and the way that they express themselves um, and what was important to that being when they were, you know, now or when they're on, if they're on the other side. Mm. Well, it's so fascinating. And I can see how that would be really handy if you want to talk to babies, to animals, to trees, like um, other beings that don't have sort of the direct voice to voice communication options that we have, right? Absolutely. It is endlessly useful if one is a parent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to channel for my best friend. We, you know, we would channel each other's kids. So we would know what, how can we be better mothers to them? What do these souls need us to do? And oftentimes they need us to get out of their way and, you know, just keep the path safe, but not really impose too much of our own will there. Um, and it's endlessly useful in partnerships. You know, I work with a mm-hmm. lot of couples mm-hmm. who want to know, what are we here to do together? Why do we keep bumping up against this issue? We get to cut through a lot of um, layers when we go right to the soul level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super cool. So like really seeing like, Maybe the contracts between people and like what our agreements are. Like you talked about that with your mom. I love yeah. that. Um, what What's your um, experiences? Like what's it like for you and when you have these experiences? It's all the time fun, really. It's it's a great, um, there's like a, a wave of energy that I get from it. So sometimes when I do groups, people get worried that I'm going to be exhausted from channeling, you know, for so long. And sometimes, honestly, it can be exhausting. So I have learned how many is the ideal number to channel for in any certain period of time or how long to schedule even my individual sessions. But for the most part, it's very energizing for me. I I feel a lot of uh, infusion of energy when I'm tuning into someone else and bringing forward what is the highest service for that uh, client that I'm channeling for. And it's funny, there is so much humor that comes through. And I'm not sure if that's because I'm a big fan of humor. (laughs) Or if that's because every single soul I seem to channel seems to appreciate humor as well. But (laughs) there's just so much lightheartedness and um, joyful nature that comes through and and funny things that are said. I I think we as a species are pretty hilarious. We do some really weird things. And (laughs) And take ourselves so seriously, but uh, spirit wants us to to lighten up and has has humor to help us do that. I'm pretty sure God has a sense of humor. It's the only explanation. Yeah. I think like there's sort of the cosmic joke and, it, you know, yeah. it really explains a lot. Do you have like experiences where there's darkness that comes up or I mean there's always people's trauma and darkness what's that like for you and do you feel like you need to protect yourself or are you or are you so standing in the divine light that that's not really a thing for you I luckily learned early on from really good teachers and mentors how to 
support my energy field. I call it just excellent energetic hygiene Mm. so that I am not um, open to heavy, dark, dense energy, you know, the riffraff noise, things like that. And that's a daily practice. So, and I'm really devoted to it because it's very important to me not to get knocked off my center. I have had a couple sessions in the thousands that I've done that have felt really sticky. And the interesting thing is about those sessions is I had advanced warning from my guides not to take those sessions, Mm. but it was early in my work. And I had this assumption that I should channel for anybody that wants me to. And now I have a very different perspective and I don't channel just for anybody (laughs) that wants me to. I've asked my guides to support me in finding the clients that are a vibrational match, a close vibrational match to the energy that I hold. And that way there's ease of messages and there's high vibration. And if I do my work properly in maintaining myself in that high field, then that's what's going to come through. Mm -hmm. So that has worked really, really well for me. And um, I, I know that if I was requiring myself to work in any frequency or with any frequency, um, I'd be, I'd probably be sick. Honestly, that's how sensitive I am to frequency fields. Right. That's good. Yeah, I, I have the same thing. I started working as a psychic when I was 19. And that was like back in the late 80s. You know, it's been like a really long time that I've been doing this work. And and I've I just stumbled around and did everything the hard way, you know, and back mm-hmm. back in the day when I started and now I feel like I'm I'm kind of on the same page with you. Like I I really love what the love all my clients and um it's so beautiful to like look at somebody at the level of the soul. To me it's like Chris it's like a Christmas present. <laughs> you know, like you open you take the wrapping off and what's underneath is like it's Christmas yeah. or whatever holiday you have. But um yeah, that's how I experience it too. It's cool. Yeah. It's a beautiful way to be with someone. I I remember someone once said to me, she had sent a client my way and the client she has a personal connection with and her personal connection to the client is bumpy, let's say. It's very sticky. So she would say to me, I don't know how you only see the highest, best good, you know, when you channel for this person, because I see a very different thing when I interact with her. And uh, I get it. And I'm really lucky because I, I'm not so in social connection with her. I am only tasking myself with seeing her spirit. And that is only going to be beautiful and light and effervescent and, you know, joyful. So lucky me that I don't have to get stuck in all of that. But that's, that's the beauty of doing this work is that I, I truly do. Like you said, I love all of my clients. I'm constantly telling my kids, you will not believe the amazing person I just channeled for. And they roll their eyes. Yeah, we know. Everybody's like that, mom. Everybody's <laughs> like that to you. <laughs> that's so that's so sweet. I love that. And what's it like for you, Stephanie, out and about in the real world? Do you have to, mm-hmm. like, I kind of have to concentrate to shut down my mm-hmm. psychic vision. So it takes a little bit of, for me, effort to kind of like close that all down and just be a person in the world. But what's it like for you? Do you, how do you find that? When I'm, um, when I'm on top of it, I do, you know, that I I do a process where I just ask for things to kind of bounce off me, especially Mm. if I'm going into a store like 
Costco or somewhere Costco. where there's a lot of dense. I don't right, know what it so. is about Costco's. I've like <laughs> had like a little mini nervous breakdown in the back of Costco when I didn't prep myself, and I'm like I'm crying in the corner in the fetal position, like I can't remember my name or why I came in here or where I parked my car. <laughs> Exactly. And sometimes I forget, you know, sometimes I just get really busy in my head and all I'm thinking is task oriented. And when I forget, I try to, I I can feel it as soon as I get back in my car um, because something's stuck, you know? And so then I just have a really fun practice of disconnecting from whatever's attached itself to me and it's useful. And, um, and then I go on my way. So I do have a responsibility to to make sure that wherever I'm going, I'm clear with my guides. Am I available right now? Sometimes I am. I don't mind looking at cereal boxes and receiving, you know, <laughs> guidance from my team. Um, but I am very clear that I'm not going to be channeling for clients when I am not in a session with clients right. because that would get very chaotic for me. Yeah. So having good boundaries and delineating your work time from your humaning time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that. Well, let's um, take a really quick break and uh, then we can come back to this amazing conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are here with Stephanie Banks talking about what it's like to be an intuitive channel. So Stephanie, um, I know you help other people learn how to do this process. Is this something that we can all learn? And what do we have to do to learn it? I think so. I mean, I, I have yet to meet someone that can't learn how to connect. We're all, I always have to be clear though. I'm not teaching people how to channel like me. I'm teaching them how to channel like themselves. And we all have a different way of connecting to divine energy. And so it's really a matter of learning how to peel away those layers. And I always say 90 something percent of it is self-trust. And I've gotten to a very self-trusting place where what comes through me, I do trust to be for the benefit of the person I'm working with or for my benefit, if I'm, you know, connecting for myself. And that's a big piece of it because in our culture, we are taught not to trust ourselves. We are especially not exclusively, but especially women, we are not taught to trust that intuition that is quite natural for all humans to have. So I, my job in teaching it really focuses around presenting opportunities for others to just dive in and play and practice because the more chances they have to ex- experiment with channeling, the more they will be able to build their confidence, astonish themselves, um, feel the delight of their spirit guide team. So that's, that's why I teach it. I also want to see all of us on this planet walking around channeling all the time because then we would not have the violence and we would not have the disconnection and we would not have the destruction that humans are 
active in right now. We'd be we'd be supporting each other. We'd be living in harmony and reciprocity and and with all species, all beings. Yeah. I was just thinking this morning as I was cringingly watching, looking at the news headlines, you know, Mm -hmm. and kind of feeling like, wow, it's, it's really disconnection that seems to be the problem here where we are disconnected from ourselves, from each other, from divine. Um, We just get all, get all crazy when, you know, as humans, when we're feeling that disconnection. So for you, it's like a reconnection process is, would that be a fair way to describe it? Definitely, definitely. And if I'm able to, if I love myself more, because honestly, I do think this is foundational. If I love and care for myself in a a true way, then I'm going to naturally feel love and care for you and for others that I meet in that way. So um, it's worth, it's worth practicing, teaching, exploring, uh, because this is, I, I am committed to being, to seeing this world um, transform back to love and stability and care and harmony. And this is one part of it. Mm. This happens to be what feels like my part of it to do. Right. And do you have uh, meditation practices or spiritual practices that you do or, or teach to kind of help us maintain that connection? Sure. I have my favorite mantras. You know, I do. I like the Sanskrit language. I don't speak it, but I like the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. So I like to pick certain words in Sanskrit and use my mala beads um, for some meditations. Chanting is something that's really beneficial um, for me. What's really helpful is time in nature. That is my most meditative and grounding and centering and um, awestruck moment is when I just step out into my garden and I see, oh my gosh, while I was inside doing dishes, these butterflies were here. The dragonflies were here. All the birds were here. My flowers I grow. I have like a little food forest in my backyard that I tend to. And plants are miraculous. It's so astonishing to me that you grow them from seeds and they produce this beautiful fruit or greens or vegetables or whatever it is. So I am a big fan of nature and animals. And that's also where I feel my most joyful is with my dogs Mm -hmm. um, or anyone else's dogs or cats (laughs) or horses or (laughs) any animal at all. That's that's fun. I love to garden too. And when I've had enough of the people-y, people-y parts of my life, (laughs) I'm like, just give me the plants. I have a lot of indoor plants. I have a lot of um, like gardening for me is also my my little place to reconnect to myself in the world. I, I love that. That's yeah. cool. Mm. Yeah. And what happens inside of our relationships when we start this process? If you even if you just have a session, maybe or because I would imagine like having an, an opportunity for sort of two souls to kind of come together and actually communicate directly would sort of like I I can never read romance books and stories like that because I'm like if they would just have a conversation on page five (laughs) we would just be all set here (laughs) but you're all you're all about the efficiency of it huh (laughs) (laughs) yeah um what's possible when you connect at the soul level with someone is you ha- you give your you gift yourself the opportunity to clear away the patterning that you've been trapped by or engaged with the, you know that has to do with how i must assert myself to make sure that i'm heard or to make sure that my needs are met but um when we're in loving relationships of any type friendships romantic parenting you know family 
we have this natural inclination to care very deeply about that person. And um, hearing what their soul and what their spirit needs and is here to experience and how we can actually support that will only positively impact the relationship. So sometimes sometimes that positive impact can mean that a relationship has has completed its cycle. And I know for some of us that can feel threatening, you know, I don't want to give up this friendship or this, you know, relationship and you don't have to, but when you know that you've, you've served really beautifully as two souls together and have supported each other to the extent that you've agreed to, then anything beyond that is certainly your, your choice and your free will to engage. But there can be this wonderful understanding that we there's something going on that is so important and so beyond our cognition and our human understanding of it that we've we've chosen one another to play this particular piece out for this particular amount of time and we can honor that and and be feel complete with that yeah that's beautiful like there's maybe like a rhythm or a pattern or you know something that our soul is connected to that our personal self doesn't always dig like where our personal self is like you know has its own agenda that's kind of different from what our soul's agenda is for us yes now we've got so many attachments and fears and insecurities and we project those i mean we're we're complex beings with a lot of different emotional needs and relationships are how we play out our growth i believe So that's why they're challenging oftentimes. Yeah. Wow. And I could see how that could be like any type of relationship, not just romantic relationships, but parent-child, siblings, friends, all of, you know, work colleagues, all of the ones and, and, and how like a triggering relationship is disgraced for the mill, right? Yes, exactly. This covers all types of relationships because we present differently depending on the nature of the relationship and we get triggered um, by different things. And oftentimes the person doesn't even know that they're triggering those pain points for us, but this is how we grow. Yeah, I love that. That's great. All right. So Stephanie, if people want to book a session with you or read any of your books, how do they contact you? They can go to my website. It is soulinsight.com. I should mention, believe it or not, there is another intuitive channel named Stephanie Banks. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yes, I know. So make sure you, if you're looking for my work, go to soulinsight.com. Uh, her website is actually our name. Um, so, but that's not, that's not how you will connect with me. And I'm on, you know, Instagram and social media, et cetera, at Stephanie intuitive channel. Great. And I assume your book, you can find it all the, all the regular places you buy books. Yeah. You can find my book on Amazon. Right. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for being with us today. It was so delightful to speak with you and catch your vibe and hear your words of wisdom. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Lisa. I had a great time with you. Thanks for having me. And thanks all of you guys for tuning in. I know you're going to subscribe right now so that you don't miss a single word of what we do here. And if you want to find me, you can find me at lisacampion.com. I hope you stop by and visit and 
I specialize in training psychics, healers, and empaths to fully step into their gifts because I think the world needs all the healers it can get now more than ever. And I'd love to hear from you. So stop by and 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 stop by and see me sometime. And thank you so much for joining us on the miracle of healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time, right here on mindbodyspirit.fm. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.